Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Meetings on the 15th of December 2019. I remember in the late 90s giving a talk on boredom. So many people at that time were really into the big cable TV shows and so on, hundreds and hundreds of of, uh, stations to watch and programs to see and movies to see and so on. And, and yet I, I noticed that people were becoming, I, th- I thought anyway, less happy. And it is a phenomenon. People are becoming less and less happy as time goes on. We're living in an advertising age where I've, I've said so many times advertising is based on exploiting unhappiness and even creating it to an extent too. At the very least, it's telling you that whatever they're selling is going to make you happy. That's the bottom line of it. But we do find uh, as, uh, that uh, having too many choices, especially in our free time, uh, as to what we're going to do with it, uh, it can, especially when it comes to movies and so on, uh, definitely has a downer side to it. It isolates people from actually meeting real people. You're stuck in a house watching something, and, and the internet took over, of course, and it's just the same darn thing. And the, the computer ends up being the, the TV set, basically, of the future, of the present, actually. With all the same features as old cable televisions had without the cable. It's, uh, it's getting quite something with the Wi-Fi and what they're, where they're going. But, but again, everything that's happening today was planned to happen back in the 90s, in fact. There's not a single part of what you read today about what they're, what they're doing or going to do, even with the brain chips that wasn't disclosed in the 1990s in a few publications. So you're living through an agenda, of course, and agendas are very real. The, the, those in charge of the agendas, the, the world society, the globalistic future, the, the behaviorists and, and psychologists and so on, and neuroscientists that work for the big boys and gals, are quite open about uh, their agendas, you see. And they have ways to make us all kind of look forward to it. The same way as advertising, as I say, made you feel that buying this or buying that was going to make you happy. Uh, the, the whole point is they can make you less and less happy so that you will take uh, the, the, the brain chip when it's offered. And there's no doubt at all, in the 90s it said, because it already experimented as far back as Delgado's era and with the Tavistock group in Britain uh, that Aldous Huxley talked about when he worked with them for a little while. He certainly had access to some of their experiments and, and he'd, he'd walk around and observe their experiments too with real people where they did have wired access to some people's brains, basically, and they tried the the little press-button idea to shock the brain or even give them sexual stimulation uh, and ways to stop them doing impulsive things in certain patients. Old, old stuff. And the intention was always eventually to get into a wireless phase, if possible, and we're living in it today, of course. We're living in a field of electromagnetism and Wi-Fi. And with the 5G, according to some of the people who work with 5G and and work with radar, they say this is in the frequency of radar. And uh, these same people who worked with radar for the military say that the 5G was very dangerous if you're right in front of basically the, the cone or the radar that's beaming it.
or even around it too, because there's bounce effects as well, as we know, with Wi-Fi, which is microwave, and it gets more and more intense. And I, I keep going back cause, uh, to different people. That uh, And this, this is, again, what's is wonderful about living a bit longer than some folk at times, is that you remember what they talked about, the, the, the bringing up, living in a field of Wi-Fi, this mag- electromagnetic field that could even have basically... A form of electronic telepathy. That's how they worked upon it. That's how they, 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 they called it that, and other names too, including Persinger, who was a, the, the professor at one of the universities in Canada here for years. He talked about it. I gave talks, and I don't know if it's still up on YouTube or wherever, but I put it up ages ago with the link to one of his talks where he talked about how wonderful it would be when we're all bathed in this Wi-Fi, but with obviously uh, the knowledge, right? from his perspective, that, that he knew would all feel the same things at the same time, including they could make us, make us all, they, you know, they, again, quotation marks, could make us feel hunger pangs, real hunger from starvation in parts of, say, Africa or somewhere. And how wonderful that would be. And I thought, well, that's just one thing. They could, they could do anything with us all. But, but who gives them the right to do that in the first place? I mean, you talk about intrusive. And bit by bit, folk have given up the protections and the rights to, to, to privacy and so on. And once they get into your mind and you're not even aware they're manipulating you, how, how intrusive is that, folks? I hope you realize what's going on here because you, you accept things so, so calmly and it's presented again as, oh, it's so wonderful and convenient. I can remember when years ago, Many years ago, they came out with a, with a different, um, not just a TV remote. And they did that first with wires. I mean, you held the thing, you know, with a TV remote. But, and then it went wireless. And then you, you also had experiments with, with clapping the hands for their lights to go on and off, etc. And I thought, well, is, the whole, is the whole point of this to be stuck in a chair or something with no legs, perhaps? And they had, they had jokes many years ago, back in the 70s and 80s about that kind of thing, that eventually would be like some sci-fi monster, a big brain, uh, and a little tiny little body just stuck in a chair, probably piped into the plumbing and, and the toilet or something. You wouldn't need to move at all, because everything else around you would be so convenient. And I thought, well, we're pretty well getting here, aren't we? And now we're becoming helpless. Think about it, you're becoming helpless. And, and people who, who need the, the next mod con for, for snob appeal, and that's what it boils down to now, snob appeal, the latest of the latest of the latest are, are prime targets and, and prime subjects for total manipulation over their complete lifestyles. They can't help themselves. They buy their chains. And I've often thought about it. I, I used to read the different articles that came out of the Soviet Union that had been smuggled out of the Soviet bloc countries. And at that time, it was a very real thing. People that were caught uh, writing about uh, the conditions within uh, their countries and, and under which they had to live, uh, if they were caught, they weren't just fired from jobs and things. or they, they could be killed, and many of them were killed or put off to the camps to die there uh, horribly too. And how they got information out often they'd type things up, they'd have to get typed or smuggled in 
to, from the West. And even then, you couldn't, they couldn't trust it often too, because uh, the communists were awfully good at setting up their opposition, fake opposition and fake friends who would help people out. All countries do this, by the way, and it's terrible living in the West today because we're there. We're there. But anyway, they used to get these typewriters because all typewriters, they had experts who could just look at the, the typing and tell you what kind of machine it was that typed this and the brand, even the year model type and all that kind of thing too. And when they got a bunch of uh, things that had been copied and copied and copied through some kind of photocopier or litho machine, uh, they could tell, they could trace it or track it down to see who was putting them out. And that was goodbye to that person for being subversive. You, you got to understand, they say knowledge is power. And believe you me, if you're putting out some knowledge, uh, powerful people will come against you to stop it. Because it is power, you see. We don't live in a nice, happy Disney world. If you live in a completely socialist system, they'll tell you that you are in a, in a beautiful utopia. It was illegal to say it wasn't. If you said it wasn't a utopia, and the best country, whatever one it was in, on the planet, under communism, you, you were locked up. You were immediately diagnosed by all those around you, including teachers at school, if you were in the school, or, or wherever you worked, and, and that was it. Bingo, the psychiatrist would just rubber stamp it because you had to be mad to come out with a, a comment like, you, you, like it wasn't a utopia and that there might be better countries across the world from where you were living. And that was the end of you. And they drugged you, just drug, 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 beat them in the whole bit. Or else they shoved you off to Siberia, they say, and they'd often be the end of you. These things happened. I think today with so much fiction being rammed down people's or into people's brains, and because they live on it, there's an insatiable appetite for entertainment. And that's what the big boys know. That's why so much of the, of the entertainment is completely weaponized and has been for at least 20, 30 years anyway. More and more so all the time till today. It's very weaponized. Where all the political correct inserts, the updates, are put in or inserted into movies and novels and so on. And they've got no place there at all. You say, well, what's this in here for? It's got nothing to do with the story. It's getting your updates on how you should think about a certain thing. Well, in the Soviet Union, as I say... Uh, your mainstream media, your, 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 your mainstream Pravda and so on, different different papers that told you what you better think and what your opinions would, would be and better be on different topics of the day. Well, we're, we're there. We really are there. I say that that was what the people had to do. If Now, if everybody had been forced to take a typewriter by the state, the people wouldn't have taken them or they would have smashed them up if they were forced to take them. But in the West, it's much more cunning, isn't it? Oh, look at this wonderful machine here. Look at the pretty picture. Look, there's lots of pornography on it. And you, you, it's your personal, it's a PC, a personal computer. It's got, it's got privacy in it. And the folk buy it like you wouldn't believe, like lemmings, just boom, boom, boom. They've just sailed on since then, you know. And government's collected stacks of data. They've built huge, vast acreages of listening posts, data collection centers, mass cities really, for collecting data on all the people. And yet the people still think that they're free. And they still think they've got privacy. Even when they keep publishing the fact that you don't have any privacy. There's nothing that's not hacked by government agencies. And by law, every computer and cell phone, they all have multiple backdoors put into them. Way, way beyond the old, the old system in the Soviet Union.
And where the Stasi in East Germany had to hunt people down, for instance, the lives of others scenario. Uh, really, they don't have to hunt anybody. You, you all volunteer what you're up to daily. And the, the beauty of it is that the folk don't mind even when they're told that. They don't mind. It's still kind of unreal or surreal to them, I guess, that whole area. But now, as I say, you're into the, to the system of the brain itself, the last frontier, you see. Everything else they can do, they can manipulate your genes through biochemistry. And even inserting genes into even food, to alter the food that can alter you. I've <laughs> had many articles about that years ago. Where the initial, even in the fish for instance. I remember watching a, a documentary many years ago in Canada. And it was these long troughs of running water and fish going down them. By, by one of the ministries in, in agriculture and fisheries and so on. And uh, these little upright, they look like miniature drill presses in a sense, but every so often as, as the fish came down to these troughs, the people would just pick one up and, and touch it to the end of this, this, this thing, this upright gadget. And it immediately it pumped in, just like the old Star Trek uh, sufflation machines that they pumped uh, the injection right through without a break in the skin. Uh, they pumped it into the... And an E. coli, which they use, they use E. coli to attach the modified gene they're putting into the fish. That's the carrier. I remember giving talks on it because I, I looked it all up to see how this thing worked. It was just quite fascinating. I thought, my goodness. And Well, it's into all kinds of things. But lo and behold, uh, they eventually start to leak out what they already knew. Uh, was that uh, once it's into the animal and you perhaps eat the animal <laughs> or the fish or whatever, in some instances, maybe it's not kutri or something, who knows, it might uh, still be able to get into the genetic lineage of humans by consumption and then carry on the same way then, where it'll, where it'll modify, the, the particular gene has been modified and attached to the ecosystem. It then starts to modify your genes and it, t and it takes over. In Canada, this, they gave these excuse um, at the time they were going to restock fish in all different lakes to make them more resistant to the cold winters because of global warming. Yeah. So they'd be more, they'd produce their own kind of antifreeze, as said, and, be more, and they wouldn't freeze so, only so many in the cold winters during this period of global warming. So it's astonishing what they can do. It really is. And I remember, too, and I kept the articles. I used to cut articles out of uh, newspapers and so on, because you, you knew you, 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 this is history you're living through. You're, you, you, it's a history you're living through that will be laughed at in the future or forgotten about, maybe intentionally. And we're living at the age of George Orwell's 1984, where the, the, the computer is wonderful as they eradicate libraries. <laughs> They've been getting rid of books for, for the last 30 years, actually, literally, and I've done shows on that too from libraries, and then they'll tell, well, don't worry, it's, it's, uh, whatever you want is of, of any importance, but need to, of course, they'll decide what's important. You can get that uh, on uh, PDFs and so on, on computers. But then uh, you find that they'll disappear down the memory hole, or they're modified or something else, you see. And it's beautiful for you. Information can be eradicated so instantly. So it was always a good idea, even way back yonder, to, to cut things out of newspapers. That's how intelligence agencies work. They, they, they would have the international intake every morning 
from across the world into central stations and batteries of people would go through the different cut and cut them out and put anything of intelligence or what, what member of parliament's visiting who and which other country and all that kind of stuff and what they're going to discuss. It was all, that's what they call intelligence gathering. And the same too, they could always tell what was fomenting in other countries, sometimes too, to see if their own propaganda that they were inserting into those countries was working. Every country did this. And today, you can still get a little, a little piece here and there uh, that's not being completely blanked out of little interesting packages. However, it's interesting if you have a memory and you have old stuff to fall back on to compare it with and say, aha, this is a continuation of this or that or whatever it happens to be. It's, uh, it, to me, it's fascinating. I remember in the 90s giving a talk on this too, and I said, you know, how can people say they're bored? When you realize how much data and information, not just all the useless data, the superfluous data, but the useful information too, that seems maybe useless at the time, but it's all scattered around your brain somewhere. And when you pull bits and pieces in, you say, my goodness, that this, this, this part of the agenda goes back to the 1960s or 70s or something like that, you see. It's quite fascinating. Or before you were born, yeah. So how can you be really bored when you're living through amazing times? And the idea, too, that you... The, the CIA and uh, the... You've got one global intelligence agency uh, that literally has many arms in all countries. That's what you have. And each country has its different name for it. But they're all... And believe you me, you can't have a global society without one system at the very top. That's imperative. And you definitely have the, the, the different layers of it. So even the financial area, where you've got a whole intelligentsia there who are profiting off it all. Of course they are. And they're not going to let anybody else profit off their little nest egg and, uh, up at the top across the world. And you can call it gangster, you can call it whatever you want. But the fact is, that's what it is. All powerful and so on. And when you start to put anything together... You're warned to leave things alone. Don't go there. Don't leave that alone. That's how trouble always starts, even in a small business or in a government agency or whatever it happens to be. When every person tells someone a subordinate, now leave that alone. Don't go and look, don't look at that. You know something wrong is happening there because anything that's on the up and up and for the supposed people should be open especially to those who are working in those areas, of course, absolutely. But today, on the internet too, they make sure, from articles they put out, don't look at this, bad people look at this. They always tell you what they think about different articles put out by individuals. Don't look at that, that person is a blah, 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 you see. So you're told immediately what your opinion should be of the person, which means you get the same opinion of the article. That's how it's done. It's very simple in that way. But other areas, to your warned, just don't even go there. Huh? Don't even go there. Because we're living in, in tyrannical times. Really, as I say, when everyone thinks that they're free and they've never been under so much observation by multiple, multiple agencies, Never mind all the other third-party organizations for private businesses, many of which are agencies themselves. But the public have no idea. They accept it. They go and buy the latest gadgetry. 
It all makes up parts of the 5G. There's folks you'll know will do that because they're into the material. I've got to get that. Oh, I've got to get this. Oh, I've got to have that, you know. And they can't stop. And all these gotta things that they're buying are all communicating with everything else around them. And you've, you've just brought an entire spyware network into your home under different guises, but it's all spying and communicating with each other and with agencies about you. It's amazing how simple it has been, how simply it's been done. As I say, in the Soviet era, if, if they'd forced typewriters on everybody, and even given them free stamps to post things, the people would never have trusted them. But you make people, you know, give them offers to buy something with pretty pictures and flashing lights and make sure they all know there's lots of pornography there. That's what they've, they did since the 90s to, to get people to get darn things. And uh, that's it. Easy, isn't it? Easy. It is fascinating. And yet, going way back to, to different articles from many years ago, the whole system that they talked about bringing in for a world society based on a form of, of again, technocracy and socialism. In other words, expert-run society. Not just behaviorists and psychologists, which we all have now, on the boards of all governments. And other ones have been farmed out to external agencies to do the same job. And think tanks, all working together. Uh, and we didn't vote for any of it, of course, but most folk don't even know it exists. Isn't it astonishing? That's no questions. If you want a person to be completely naive, you bring them up to be naive. You, you tell them they're in the best country in the world, exactly what Bertrand Russell said in the 40s and 50s. He says that people believe they're living in the best country in the world because our government keeps telling them so. And why would, when you're a child, why would adults lie to you? Think about that. It's a natural thing in a mammal, a young mammal, to look at the, the older mammals for, for, for advice that will keep them safe. That's how mammals learn what to be wary of from the adults. And uh, people are different. Children uh, really believe what they're told. If you give them a good fairy story from a book, uh, they'll believe it. They believe it. Their, their mind can conjure up, as you're, as you're reading it, the images, and perfect images that would put Disney to shame. Three imaginations. But it doesn't dawn on them when the adult seems to be talking seriously to them. It never dawns on them they could be lying to them. Why would adults lie? It's, a, it's not the natural way, you see, in life. It's a all... All young mammals look for adult ones, especially the parents, to guide them. Today, of course, you've got broken societies and broken marriages and broken everything else. Uh, and, what, and again, like Bertrand Russell said they would do, because he was all part of that, that institution for world government by professionals, he said that, uh, he said, we used to, we, the International Socialist Organization, you're talking about a British lord here, many of the lords were on board with this, of course, still are today. Actually, more today because they'll come from the same particular groups to be made lords. And Russell said that we used to think we'd have to remove all the children from their parents and have the state bring them up in creches and, and, and private homes and things like that, big, big mass organizations. Uh, this is what they use for the kibbutz in Israel. That's where that came from too. 
children off to dream. You have to read that one if you want to understand what that was about. Totally, it was a way beyond even Marxist. The, the, the first ones that set up, where the children were removed from their parents, they were not even known to be told who their parents were. And so different uh, adults would look after all the children. They'll take turns at it, and the children were not to know who their parents were. That was that was the intention of it. Eventually, nature reasserted itself, and in about the 70s, mothers started, started to demand that they take care of their own children. So that was a natural reassertion coming in again. But that system was we brought across the whole world, you understand, and Bertrand Russell and, and the different groups that he worked with to create, especially uh, just before World War II and then during and after World War II, he worked with all the top organizations that you've heard the names of and I've talked about the different ones that were given the authority to create a, a new global culture for society. And I've given the talks over the years on that, and you go into my archives, which everybody else does, mind you, but they never mention where they get all from. <laughs> it's not sad, isn't it? That's the life we live today, where everyone wants to be some kind of, I don't know, who knows. But uh, Betton Russell went through it all, and he said, yep, he says we should think that. He says, but now what you said, we're found through, with, with, and he had his own uh, personal experimental school granted to him by, again, the royal, well, the better kind of people in royalty. Who, who grant the crown corporate rights to, to do certain things that no one else is allowed to do. But he tried his own experimental schools as early as 1920s, did Bertrand Russell, to bring up children with, a new, with the new social values of the new mass um, groupings of the future, the communistic, socialistic societies that the elite wanted, far better than having this idea of freedom, you know where it's just unorganized. Different people do different things, and, and you can't have that. It's just too untidy, and the technocrats hated it too. That's why they invented them as well. Russell said that, but he says, now he says, we've found through experimentation that if we have access to the children for four or five hours per day, at least, you see, he said, uh, with, with scientific indoctrination and persuasive techniques, with the children's young minds, right? He said, when they go home to their parents, uh, if, if the parents find out what they're being taught uh, the ch and, and try to ridicule or, or change what they're being taught or give them a different version of, of that reality, of whatever happened to be, the children won't believe them because the scientific indoctrination really works rather perfectly. That's way back then he said that. He said, therefore, that the only function of the parents will be to, to, to provide um, uh, a home, uh, support, financial support, and to feed the children, take care of them, clothe them, and so on. But the state will give them their values. And that was long ago, and it's been completely done, especially since, the, say, the, actually from the 50s, but the 60s onwards, it really sped up. And the state gives them their value. It doesn't have to be just through the school, although school is very important for it to get the initial indoctrination techniques installed. It's like computer systems, and in that respect, you sometimes need the initial program, and then you can add on to it and add on to it. Well, early indoctrination through scientific technique in the first couple of years of school is important. More important is vital, in fact, to say, according to people like uh, Jacques Elal. Uh, he said, uh, for, for future indoctrination to take, to be accepted and work, 
that the first two uh, years of heavy indoctrination are vital. And uh, this is how, how perfectly it's all been tested out, uh, and it works so well. So parents really are just uh, the caretakers, the, the bodily caretakers of the child. And the state, through education and then through all kinds of media and entertainment, give the state's value, the new values to the child and have them grow up with it. So to me it's boring. Maybe people have heard me talk about this before, but there's always new folk coming in all the time, remember. And folk have no idea. They really have no idea that the system that they're living in is so meticulously uh, programmed through various means to program you into being the citizen that the elite at the very top want you to be. And not for a good society, just to be happy. In this, and, and can, no, no, no. To be, so the ones at the top can have a whole range of agendas accomplished uh, step by step, including depopulation. If you're all having sex at a very early age and no one's having children, because the state is taking care of that too, then guess what? They're, they're achieving their depopulation goals. They've already got it worked out and published, by the way, the, the, the worst kinds of societies to, you know, that they'd rather have eliminated first. And, and again, they're being more and more vocal today as to who they want to eliminate first. Uh, and it's in your face, really. You have nothing to guess about, in fact. Step by step, they're accomplishing it. It's astonishing. But the communistic techniques, remember, were, were vital. As a child, I used to wonder, because if you went to libraries, you'd pick up books on the Cold War that you were living in. And you'd read articles in newspapers and so on, but you had to go into books to find out what the spin was in it, because things didn't make any sense to me. By the experts, they'd always start off their books by saying the Cold War, who, whoever, and they, they give their histories, the people who studied the warfare and their advisors and all that, they give you histories of warfare and, and warfare and how technology of whatever era, right down to even the types of swords and the, and the metals they were made of, how they created victors when opponents had lesser materials and so on, all the way up again to, to gunpowder and, and, and powder and ball and then to, to the cartridge and then to multiple cartridges, uh, faster firing, and then to, to automatic or fully automatic and so on, uh, firing. How, how even all these things changed uh, the, the, the war and, and winners and losers in warfare. So technology was vital for those who, uh, who want to always win the next war. Now, you have many wars, you've got psychological warfare, and so the, the more data you have, the more expensive... Uh, professionals who study all the different findings, constant surveys across the world on, on whatever areas it happens to be, uh, who can work in psychological warfare, the more chance you, you have, too, of destroying nations without firing a shot. And don't forget, you're also using it on your own nation, and often it's your own nation, uh, the people inside of it, this, this is the first target you want to alter their way of thinking. That's the first target. Other countries always know that they're, they're going to be a target, but the, the, the last people to figure things out are the people inside your own country. And you're always told lies, too, because the country that you're going to support and even fight for, we find out now, had, was planning all along to use everybody, and in turn, you all get used. 
and then they come in and eliminate you eventually or let you die off, hoping you, you won't reproduce or you become, you become sterile and you can't. It's quite amazing to see the duplicity and the true conspiracies, the true conspiracy of multiple areas of bringing us all down. And don't forget again they, uh, how they try and poo-poo the whole idea of conspiracy. Yet now, uh, people are getting awards, awards uh, for putting out books on the real causes of different wars in the past, including World War I and II, and telling us we're, we're all used and abused and how cleverly it was all done. Well, you understand, if they'd published it at the beginning of these wars, nobody would have got off and fought them. So you have a conspiracy to deceive your own people first. That's always the way of it, unfortunately. And it works very, very well. People never, again, the younger you are, the more gullible you're going to be. They can make you, again, they can create armies to, to demonstrate to, so that we all start starving ourselves to death to save the planet. You, you can create armies of young people to do anything and believe anything. It's quite easy to do. Quite very easy, actually, to do right down to the particular years that, that they know are, are, the, are the vital years to use. And then they're easily, quickly indoctrinated. It isn't until years later, if they survive that long, they can see how they've been had and used. And don't forget the true meaning of conspiracy and different dictionaries generally go along the same kind of road. A conspiracy is where two or more people combine together in secrecy and some plan or other to either subvert a system of others or to use the system for their own personal gain where the fallout on the rest of society or those around them uh, would be considered illegal, if not even immoral, and there'd be punishments that people wouldn't stand for in their words. That's a natural, if people are going to come in and, and say, oh, we're, we're we're taking the land from you uh, because, you see, we're going to save this land to save uh, this mosquito here, you see. There's not enough of them breeding in this area. So we have to do it for the good of all, you see. And of course it's a lie. Uh, all the, the wetlanding, it was all a big, big lie as well, by the way, you know, marshlands and so on. You can go to Canada, you'll see marshlands all right. There's more lakes in Canada, I think, in northern Canada than there are just dry land. Uh, but but it, but it doesn't matter. They can change all reality by spin, massive spin and publicity and propaganda. Two or more people are right, conspiring where they themselves are going to get what they want and subvert all the, as a nation with fallout on all the victims. They'll create victims in the process. That happens all the time. That's what history is made of. It is. You, you should read the history of Britain. And the warring that went on between different supposedly contenders for thrones and their families and subversions and slaughters of children and everything. <laughs> and how to get the people and they kill the children too. You don't announce it. They, they sneak people in as tutors and different things, like, you know, that kind of stuff, to get the job done. That's conspiring. That's, that's, that's plotting. It's done all the time. Don't forget one of the greatest liars of all time who taught lying as a profession. And, and that was Edward Bernays for marketing, advertising, and persuading whole populations in America to go along with agendas by the government. 
He worked in, in a, quite a few different administrations, giving them a, techniques and propaganda and, and persuasion, how he persuade the public to do things that perhaps they shouldn't be doing. Professional liars. Including, you, he had one private client. It was American, I think it was a fruit corporation in Latin America, and he got, uh, he did so much, he even started up a private propaganda filmmaking company just to oppose this particular country because the American Fruit, fruit Company, uh, corporation, weren't happy with a democratically elected elected leader in the country. They were afraid that he was maybe too socialistic and he wanted to keep more profits and spend the profits in his own country for a change. It was all going into investors in the U.S. or New York. And so he started up, think about it, a film company to, to put down these communists. They weren't communists, but to put them down and persuade American people that were communists. And he, and he lobbied government, who was only quite happy, by the way, to send American troops. Your own army, your own army he used to invade the country, to overthrow elected government and put the same people back in power. That were just taking, you know, the profits for themselves and the rest of it went to the big shareholders in New York. That's that was the, 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 the persuasion is a, 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 a rather perfected technique, folks. And of course, Bernays was related to, to Freud, Freud family. It's amazing, too, because the, the same descendants of the Freud family are in, in politics in Britain for years. And, and Bernays, too, the descendant of Bernays, is a spin master in Britain, I think, for the different the Labour I was a Labour Party, maybe other parties, too. But, but again, it's astonishing. The same people down through history are, are, are do that kind of thing, and, and they get awfully well paid for it. And, and they sub, help subvert um, different countries through deceptions that, that are put across as being very plausible at the time through different techniques. So you can be persuaded to, to do anything at all if the right techniques are used. In it. So again, don't forget that conspiracies happen all the time, all the time. In fact, the elites who are gangsters at the top, I don't care if it's even, even with a whole class of scientists at the top that, that work with, they're all gangsters filling their pockets as best they can for themselves as they subvert the systems for everybody else. And if you ever believe you're going to get some kind of happy, equal utopia, well, there's no hope for you. It doesn't happen. You're always deceived. The people who, who, who brought on the Bolshevik Revolution reaped the harvest for themselves and their families. But, but, for, but the rest of the public, in no time at all, uh, literally were, were, were scouring the, the, the city streets looking for firewood, old gates, anything at all, old doors, you name it, to burn, or, or they froze to death. Uh, people, people just don't know. They don't know. And really, the same thing's happening today. I might just touch on some articles. I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about tonight. Because I thought, well, most, most of the, the news you, you've all seen yourselves, what they give you for news today, what was allowed to be put out as well for news today. Because um, since, again, the Levson Inquiry in Britain, and the one in Australia too, and I've noticed Canada had the same, uh, a lord doing the same thing, um, for Canada, uh, you, 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 the news literally is, is so thin. Real news is so thin. 
even before you had lots of commentary, and again you'd have all the bias commentary by left, right, and, and, and all the different parties and so on. But at least you had something. But but now it's so bad that uh, it, it's there's more entertainment uh, than than actual anything anything of news. Until you end, you're ending up the same way of of the old Soviet Union. It's a more advanced form of the Soviet Union. I hope you realise the Soviet Union was an experiment. And all the lessons that were, that were worked out and found and analysed from the Soviet experiment are now being perfected so they won't have the same obstacles in the rest of the world. I hope you understand this is, what, this is what's going on here. I hope you do. Because the system that's been brought in at the moment with American backing, since they took over from, from uh, at least paying for a lot of it from Britain because it's a bigger tax base in America, uh, it, it, you can actually see the, the different version, the, the actual different tentacles of the more advanced Soviet-type system in operation right now is emerging, and uh, definitely through the universities they've been working for the last well forty years, probably more, but, but speeding up and speeding up and speeding up with this agenda of indoctrination, using again scientific techniques, peer pressure, the groupthink, uh, and and of course they don't tolerate anyone with an independent opinion on anything, even in these supposed centers of higher learning. When you see sameness, 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 you're in trouble. And again, getting back, what is going to think of it too? I think it was Jefferson, I'm pretty sure it was Jefferson, and others I'm sure said the same thing. And Washington said that government is a, a fearful master, you know? So it could be a good servant, but a, a fearful master as well. So it shouldn't be a master. And Jefferson also said something similar. He said, apart from the fact he, when, he, when he mentioned about when you see the same agenda continued between changes in the House, meaning the, the, the whatever parties in power, but the same agendas go forth. You're seeing global agendas signed every year, updated every year, and re-signed and so on. When you see the same parties catering to certain segments of society um, more than others, you're in trouble. Uh, and all parties are doing the same, of course. Uh, and But he said that when you see this happening, when there really is no difference in opinion, uh, then you're, you're under tyranny. That's what he said. And you are under tyranny. You're seeing a, an intolerant system being signed into law, a complete intolerance using different guises, and as soon as I don't care what excuse is given, they start to expand it. As soon as on, every law is the same with tyranny, whatever is put on the books then is, is, is expanded very quickly to include so many different areas. And you're seeing at the more advanced form, of, but again the same type of Soviet or Bolshevik tyranny being introduced very quickly uh, into into the U.S. and across the world right now in preparation for this whole global system, obviously. And don't forget, too, the Soviet system, as they were taught in the communist countries, uh, they would have the withering away of the nation-state. No borders, no countries, you see. You've been a global superpower. And look what they're doing. They're all eliminating the borders, but no one's told the public, uh, like, where's the bill for this? You haven't seen it. Anyway. But you're, anyone who complains about it has been hammered. <laughs> Someone who believes in their nation is now called a far right-wing extremist.
Interesting, that, isn't it? And you'll see that across the board from all supposed segments of newspapers and media outlets and television and so on. But no more questions. Well, who's given these orders and putting out these slogans here? Who's redefining it all for you? Because you're not asked about it, are you? Do you mind? But it's all there. And it doesn't bode good. It really doesn't. Then you have all these armies of the youth. They always have youth armies for the revolution who are brought up to hate. They've got an angst in them. And you, you can create angst in, in amazing ways. Gramsci was awfully good. He, he outlined how to take countries down through t- and gradually coming in and taking over cultures until you're a culture industry. And you take over the whole culture until everyone grows up in a culture that you've created for them. And they don't know it because it took time. It's incremental. It can take a generation or two. See? It's all done. But there's also ways, you see, of introducing angst when you get children who have that, they're, they're gangly when you're young, when you're an adolescent. You're, you're all trying to figure out how other folks see you as you're trying to see them. Because you all want to, to be accepted by each other. But it's easy to insert hatred into them for different groups or adults or anything. And then and it's easy, using specialized techniques again, to stir it up and stir it up until they want an outlet. And they can become homicidal, like a homicidal army, when they're unleashed, trying to find the answer to their internal problems, folks, which have been amplified and exacerbated by very, very well-introduced and manipulative psychological poison. You better believe it. So I'm going to try to read a few articles uh, that uh, I have here that might fit in with this before it's too late again. Time flies in, doesn't it? Eh? But again, you're, yeah, you're never bored when, when you literally, come on, you're, you're living through a, a lifetime of history in the making, which you can also uh, take from previous history that you've lived through perhaps in your early years and put it together. There's nothing to guess about here. There really isn't. There really isn't. And regardless of the liars, and there's many liars. Look at politicians. Look at the history books about politicians. Look, look at even the plays, uh, the classical plays down through the centuries on politicians. They've never been anything but liars. I mean, that's what they do. The psychopathic types who serve their masters, who, who get them in, and it's not the public. I just want to touch on, on a few things here, if I can just get to them. Before it's too late I've got a nice uh, Well actually freezing rain outside On top of the snow Which is going to be Pretty deadly I think uh, Tomorrow Anyway that's what we've got When they talked about Soma In Brave New World A drug that would keep the people Pacified, docile And compliant And and actually fix their monotony Because monotony itself And the sameness of every day Being the same Could cause depressions and so on uh, or anger. You see, you, don't forget, this, uh, depression can go two ways, uh, externally or internally. And that's how it works out. It's internal, it's, it's called depression. And uh, d- definitely the sameness, repetition, and boredom can cause it too. Uh, when you're living in an existential crisis because you can't see the, the reason for things or the whys of things pertaining to yourself or even the purpose to things, and that's what you end up getting once you've knocked out religion 
and you've destroyed family values and units or even cultural, your own national cultural values, which gave you something to, to hold on to. It's getting completely eliminated, you see, as you get destroyed by, by intention. So you, you see all the different tech things coming out. And, and today, things are so bizarre. You had, you had Jeffrey Epstein and all his big, massive organization, not just across the U.S. and, and the Virgin Islands, but across parts of the world, in fact. This is a massive honey pot and honey trap operation for, for an intelligence agency. And we know that, too. And it's hard to get folk upset about things in a day when, when everyone's so promiscuous, you see. As I say, when children, at one time children were really protected very well. We still have this pretense by the system, but in fact, they don't, really don't feel it. You, you, can't have a, you can't have a good chunk of the, the system that runs your lives demanding you don't have any children and aborting the ones that, that people get pregnant with. You can't have that and still pretend that you have real values because you have to put people and children on a pedestal to have those values. It's, it's, it's almost sacred, you see. That's exactly what Julian Huxley said. We must knock the humans off their pedestal as a supreme being on the planet, bring them down to, before we can start to get them degraded. And once you degrade them, then you can start killing them. That's, that's, he was one of the founders of Planned Parenthood, remember on behalf of who? The elite and the nobility. And so here you have that. You, you, have the, you have this thing about Jeffrey Epstein, but then you have Elite Sex Club, reportedly loved by Gwyneth Paltrow and Bill Maher, throws top-secret masked orgy for ultra-VIP celebrities and members of the 1% in Miami mansion. Now, this, is, this happens every year, so they put out the same articles as they, for their members. And it costs, for a membership, it costs $12,000 and $75,000 at different levels of it. Ultra-secretive to the higher levels, you understand that. And everybody wears masks, etc. But they're having mass orgies, for goodness sake, okay? At a time when we're supposed to be disgusted or, or, or... and really upset that young girls were being used, brought in, underage girls. And this whole idea of age, too, come on, underage girls. I mean, they were really brought in with the lure of money. And they're from, from really working-class families, and, and some of them, many of them were dysfunctional families. That's what Julian Maxwell supposedly uh, toured these areas to pick them up. They, they hadn't lived enough to know what life was about. Uh, and believe you me, uh, here, here's almost, it's like, it's like again, a, a fairy movie where someone dangles all this money in front of you, shows you these big mansions, and then, and, and you, it's so easy. You come into my parlor, eh? said the spider to the fly. So easy when they're poor and miserable. And the whole of the culture industry tells you that that's what success is. Look at these big mansions. Look at these. That's success, as you use and abuse people. Eh? So you, we're supposed to be upset about that. And at the same time, you, you have this about the uh, one of many organizations, actually. They're interwoven um, to do with their, 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 their orgies. This, this, is, this, isn't, this is from... Uh, the general newspapers, it's mail online, you know. 
It's not some conspiracy theory. That's what we're living in in this day and age. So you have cognitive dissonance where, where, where things just don't mesh. This is bad, but this is okay. This is bad, but this is... It's, and it becomes blurred, you understand. And psychological warfare is, is wreaking havoc with society because things have to be bad or, or, or proper or good, you see. How, how they mess it up and mix it up until... You know, you're being, you're, honestly, your, your brain is, is, is the only refuge you have, and they're really into it now, and going to go further too. I've got one article on artificial intelligence now, uh, making fake news look real. It's bad enough with the fake news, which is fake real news, <laughs> gone, gone fake. But now you have artificial intelligence doing the same kind of thing. And how it's done, it's kind of like a joke. You, you, you can go through a, a, a joke, how you tell a joke. With its initial startup, here, here's here's the scenario, here's the characters, here's what happens, and you have a, an ending, and did and did and did and did and did and did, and then they laugh. You see, it's a it's a it's a technique, it's a formula, in most jokes, and so you have fake jokes the same way as you have fake news, where and you'll see that and you used to see that in old uh, TV uh, comedies and dramas. They do the fake joke things. Folk never introduce as fake jokes, but people would laugh because you, you, you don't know it, but you're trained to laugh in the last line, even though it's not funny, the punchline. Anyway, same with artificial intelligence. It's quite interesting to, to, to see how they're using this as well uh, uh, for the public. Uh, mind you, uh, years ago, I did shows on the same kind of thing with the spy bots. And believe you me, all countries are doing it. The U.S. is really bad for it. Uh, with the different agencies putting out bots there, right down to artificial ones which appear to answer you in chat rooms and things like that. And they can play with your mind for probably months or even years with some people on some of these chat rooms. You don't even know that they're being played, literally played by a system of uh, psychological warfare. They don't know. And another article too has to do with a Canadian broadcaster launches a fake news chat bot, it's called. And it was put up by the BBC monitoring. I'll put that one up as well. To me, it's boring stuff because it's like repetitions of stuff that happened years ago with different names for the same things, you see. Also, how they can put out fake news. Never, here's one here. A Facebook rumor about white vans is spreading fear across America. And it's almost like a gossip thing. It says that terrifying rumors initially propelled by Facebook's algorithms Spark fears that men driving white vans are kidnapping women all across the U.S. for sex trafficking, yada, yada, yada. Now, uh, this is, um, again, fake news put out there. But it, I can, again, years ago, I, I did a, 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 one of my talks on actual radio. It was about information released to the public uh, that MIT, uh, a professor at MIT, was putting out fake news and fake histories and getting his students to do the same, and then they would follow, because they have access, you understand, these big, these big organizations like MIT, eh, that's completely interwoven as far as I'm concerned with every institution of spying you can imagine across the world, because it's a global system, right? And technology and military and all the rest of it. MIT, this professor also told his students to, to monitor how fast these these themes and memes were spreading as folk picked up on them and, and parted them off to each other and so on. So this one here is, is, is a repetition of that same thing that happened. They've never stopped, you see. 
you'll find it's agencies and people who who have access to the to the, the real data and real stream data of folks' chats by intelligence agencies that give give portals by like MIT into into their their agencies and their streams to monitor us all. We're constantly being played with, folks. And from it all, they use these techniques, the perfected techniques, till down the road, people, most folk literally will never, never ever think to question what they're told about anything. That's the perfect society then, by, by rulers, isn't it? So I'll put it up anyway, about their, their recent example about the white van stuff. There's many more than just that, even fake history. They were putting out fake history uh, to Americans, quite amazing. Another article, too, about Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Musk and all the rest of it, all the usual ones that, are, that these front people are put up there as sudden, important people. Like just out of nowhere, there's boom, and you're supposed to believe the, the fairy stories of Mr. Zuckerberg and all the rest of it. They're, they're front people, and fronted by big intelligence agencies. Mark Zuckerberg, for sure. How, how long did it take them? Using everybody else's breakthroughs and inventions and, and patents, uh, to, how, how long did it take them to put him out as, as the founder of this massive global enterprise of spying on the public? <laughs> no time at all, right? So that's, that's your, your first giveaway. But again, he's on about brain-computer interfacing as well. They're all into it because all the front people must be on, the, on board with the same things at the same time and always appear to the, to the idiots that they read it all, or us all, the wee people, you see, that they're all unrelated. To make us think, well, I guess that's inevitable then. It's the way it must go. I suppose that's the only natural way it can go. There's nothing natural about it, folks. Nothing at all. But they're, they're, they're talking about different ways of monitoring your brain and even communicating with your brain again. And it's really old stuff because they had the, the, the Corbin helmet years ago. They could do the similar things with that too, and even advanced ones. That was one of the initial prototype ones that we used at university. But they're, they're way beyond that now, wireless ones that can literally affect and, and massage different parts of the brain. They call it massaging. But they're way beyond that with all the research and development that's gone into anti-terrorism techniques, using airports and so on, and people going back and forth to find out what they're thinking and doing and all the rest of it, coupling with facial expressions, yada, yada, yada. This is old, old stuff. And, it, and even the chip, of course, that they talk about, the chip, chip, chip. And how, well, eventually, you see, you will communicate with a computer and even move a mouse by a thought. Well, that was in the papers years ago by DARPA. They keep giving the stories because it's to get you familiar with the same stories over and over to make you think it's all inevitable. When DARPA, the big institution for the military, comes out with it in the first place, what more warning do you need? Never mind the fact that it was their, their department, too, that worked for the military at ARPA. Uh, they gave you the darn computer because they invented this system during the Cold War to play with the minds of the Russians, and the Russians are doing the same thing, vice versa. But anyway, th- there's nothing new under the sun, honestly. And you have to stop thinking these folk ha- ha- are somehow geniuses. And you should follow the geniuses. See, that's the technique. They, they give them the same massive publicity backing as due to, to create a rock star or, a, or an actor or an actress. It's, it's a massive machinery. And they blast them up into space until you believe everything they say. Oh, they're geniuses, my God. I even did the, the talk on the department that gave the psychological warfare programs for rock music and psychedelics working with the CIA. and, and Parts of the CIA, in fact, really. 
and how they they admitted they did the same thing to to boost scientists up there until you'd you'd believe everything they told you on on a social basis. Well, they're a genius in this there because they tell you they're a genius. They don't have to be, but they tell you they're a genius. Therefore, whoever he has as a social opinion must be better than mine. Well, it's no better than the local plumber. The plumber may have a better opinion on on the same topic than, than on a social basis. Why do you think they give you actors and actresses and so on? People who play at being other people, they play. Acting and act as playing folks. They don't know themselves who they are anymore. Just the image that they've got created for them. That's why they picked them. And then you have another article too. It's quite amazing how everything is going digital to manage our lives. It's like THX 1138, the movie where they even had uh, a confessional, a, a virtual reality a priest in a confessional on the TV screen or the monitor. Well, that's actually here now in some areas. I, I think I remember reading that two years ago, <laughs> really. Uh, but now you're going to have the same thing for doctors and healthcare or advisors and all kind of things. Well, immediately you punch in, your social credit system score comes up. You're this age, you're, you're, you're this ranking of importance down to, to, to no importance at all, unimportant. And that's how it's going to measure you for healthcare and everything else. I'm not kidding you folks, they're already doing this. The healthcare system in China and the social credit score, they already have ex- external and no doubt some internal very high profile organizations that for big money, for, for the guys obviously the, who, who are managing the system, right, can change your credit score. And, and any negative things about you at all are wiped clean. You find no trace of them at all. You couldn't even dig them up again, and make make you into whatever you pay to be to be put into. Well, it's the same in the West. We've had that for years too. You can hire companies in the West to do the same thing, but in the China, of course, it's all managed by the government too. Interesting. Eh? Do you really think the ones who run everything and, and fill their pockets the most are going to be part of the same? Uh, System, they're, they're not going to be taken down by anybody because of their because of their filling their pockets. Of course not. But for for the bulk of the populace, believe you me, it's a, a hell is being brought forward into austerity. Uh, and all the young armies that they're going to have to stop eating meat and, until you start getting sick, and then you're going to start cutting your power into austerity. I give these talks years ago from the sources. And from the United Nations of what they wanted to bring in, as they did, they said the worst thing and uh, that they gave the West or let the West do was to have a very advanced in an industrial system. That's what they said. So they wanted to bring it back to a pre-industrial state. Well, in a pre-industrial state, your life expectancy was very, very low in years for the majority of the ordinary public. So I'll put up these links too, and then um, let's see now. I'll put the one up on DARPA, Electronics uh, Resurgence Initiative, and so on. For those who don't know, how they're building a new neuronal systems, a brain-like type computer. They did this before, by the way, with real people's, uh, parts of people's brains years ago. I did the talks on that too. It's good to remember these things because, as I say, we're the target, you understand. These things aren't created to make you happier in life. I <laughs> know. They never were. They came out of the war industry, and the war industry is at war with you. You better believe it. 
because you have a social credit score and, and you took a classless system. You're in a, a, a very class-conscious system, incredibly so, of important all the way down to just uh, existing. You know. No kidding you. Mm-mm. Life definitely has a value put on it. And, and now, the, I know in Canada, they're even going a, a, as far as to suggest that, that, now that they've got the full euthanasia under, uh, under uh, in operation for the terminally ill or even the depressed and things like that. They want to go the next step to save money for the big corporations that own the system, insurance companies, and yada, yada, yada. Get more profit if, we all, if they don't treat us for a few years. And, and apart from that, too, look at all the pension money you won't collect because you'll be dead. Huh? So they're, they're advising folks they could, they could just bump you off now. Because maybe in two years you'll be sick enough to die then, but not now, maybe in three years, but why not just do it now, you see? Persuasive techniques. They have teams, they, they fly across the country. I remember even doing those talks. They have teams, they fly across the country, not just in Canada, but in the States, and some of these across the borders. Often, apparently, just normal men and women, you know, like trained actors, actors, who persuade the grieving relatives that when Johnny or, or Jill is on that table and they're sick as can be, and you know, why not just agree to have their, their organs given out to help these other people across the world, you know? Persuades, hitting you when you're down like that by people who appear so concerned about you and what you're going through. And This is not utopia, this is psychological hell we're living in. I'm not kidding you. And it's going to get a lot worse, folks. An awful lot worse. Also, the, the elite themselves, or the wealthy elite, and there's different ranges of them too, uh, want to live forever because they love life more than anybody else. They've never suffered by normal laws that you're all subject to. They've had far better health, generally, because they get life extension like you wouldn't believe. I was listening to a, a talk by a top scientist uh, in a particular country, who just off the cuff mentioned the fact if you want to spend seven million today, you can live to 140 years at least, he said. It's casual. He was talking about something else altogether, but the advance of the sciences in his own country. It's all here. It is actually here. And they're curing all kinds of cancer. That have been for years for the elite from the 1970s at least by stem cell uh, therapies and so on. Which can you know replace your, your the different phagocytes that kill types of cancers and, and pump in your body and within a month or so all the cancers have gone. They can do it for elite, uh, but for down below for the rest of us, no. Here's a pill here. It's twenty five cents, but it'll kill you. And it's and do the right thing. Come on, you, you know, and we can save money here in this system, meaning for themselves at the top. But it, 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 this is hell. You're in, you're going into hell when you realize the amount of manipulation of your minds that go on daily across the board in this system. Never mind school. Number of cameras across the world reach 45 billion by 2022. Big, big boast, isn't it? Wow, isn't that wonderful? Hmm? There you go. And most of them actually you'll buy yourselves to be monitored. You already are. <laughs> there you go. Quite something, eh? And then the Pentagon has a laser that can identify people from a distance. I, mean, I guess if you've done plastic surgery or something, by your heartbeat. Eh? There you go. By your heartbeat. 
and it works right through clothing, through everything naturally. There's no, they don't ask you if they can do this. No, they're, they've been doing this all. Mind you, they've, they've had X-ray vans, not just no, just they don't need them just at the airports. I can remember doing the talks years ago with had X-ray vans, real white vans in the street, by the way. <laughs> I guess that's part of the cover, eh? Oh, your conspiracy theory, white van thing. That's that meme. But no, no, this is years ago. And they actually had some in New York and had articles out where they, they were X-raying them, literally, people, uh, for, as we passed by in a van. This was the government and agencies that were using did they ever ask you about that? Do you know how bad it is just just with the the, tech, the, the technology they use for, for catching speeders on roads? And how many cops come down with that alone, right? With cancers, eh? But going around with actually x-raying people. X-rays. Without your permission. You don't even know what's happening to you. And you think you're free. <laughs> quite amazing, eh? It's quite a system. You've got to admit it, it's quite a system. Of course, an article too by Prince Charles, who once again has come out about we've only got a few months to live, sort of thing. He did this years ago too. Remember that one too, and the time came and went, and he, you know, he played his polo and played other things too, and uh, he, he, they, they keep resurfing with the same kind of mind you. His dad and and the societies that that Charles has joined, coming from his dad, literally, and you talk about eugenics and depopulation. Uh, using fronts for wildlife preservation and, and, and land preservation. Oh, wow, wow. I've done talks on that before, too. It's, it's no... Uh, get behind what's really going on. It's all to do with elimination, slowly, 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 of population, as they bring the population down to their ideal number of themselves. Because the rest of you will be gone. They'll be only themselves left. They're giving you magic mushrooms now, not just cannabis and so They treat depression, you see. You can hallucinate on it and do strange things, but don't worry about it. That's going to be good for you, as long as they, the ones at the top profit from it. There you go. Mind you, if you're in real severe pain, you're not going to get the real, real opioids anymore because the, the junkies, great how they use the junkies for everything, eh? the guys who are addicted to things, but the ones who really, really need this stuff and could, could live years because they can manage it properly. They don't overdo it. They can't get it. So yes, he's a pill for euthanasia. You understand how it works? Take away the things that worked for severe, severe, severe pain, chronic pain. And with enough pain, you'll take that little pill there. Yeah. And you think we're not being... We're manipulated like you'd manipulate animals in a maze, folks. That's exactly what it is. Anyway, I've done enough for tonight, I guess. I don't even mean to go into half the topics here. I was going to do a lot more articles. But time does fly. Remember, too, you can buy the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Go into that site. Note all the other sites I have. It's all listed on that com site. In case any of them ever go down. And you can find out how to buy the books and discs or donate to me. Don't forget, you can use PayPal or you can send personal checks. Uh, I guess moneygrams still work. And there's other ways to get money to me or even cash. And believe you me, too, I really do need it the money because I'm not selling it. I'm not selling you all kinds of magic cures for everything with very good uh, psychological techniques. I'm just giving you information and that's about it. Information that can help. At least the ones, as I said, back in the 90s, I only came out to talk to the people and tell them what was really going on. Because at that time, no one was, was, was had many different uh, groups out there, way more than today, giving you histories of your countries. But they did, no one was really tying it all together with a global agenda, honestly. 
And unfortunately, it's all been subverted again. Everybody was knocked off until you've got fake ones really out there pushing politics as usual for the left and right wing paradigms, which are all bogus. But anyway, if you can help me tick along, all the better, because I have my costs to, to, to do as well and my sites to keep up and all that kind of thing. And I care about what happens because the biggest travesty of all is the fact that most generations live and die and are used are used for such terrible things, even world wars and all kinds of war, never realizing they've all been used and had, they've been had by the, the creatures who benefit from it all and who believe that they are the masters of the universe, you might say. No kidding, eh? But hell on earth, under scientific terms, until you can't recognize horror when it's happening every day across the countries. From myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada. Don't give up, mind you. <laughs> Don't give up. Uh, where, there's, where there's life and there's will, there's still hope. So, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>